Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. I think this is episode 25. Woo, we've been doing it. We've talked about the angry black woman. Thank you guys that came to the master class that we did. And I want to keep doing those. So check out my website for when the next master class will happen because. I want to stay in community with you guys and shout out to Raisa for showing up and like participating. Just want to shout you out, girl. Thank you for like participating, showing up and for your support and like for really like sharing your story of what the podcast has been has done for you and help you realize some of the things that you were going through. So I appreciate the feedback always, guys. So, now I started this podcast and, you know, it's Breakthrough with Brig. And a lot of my topics so far has been about, like, you getting your breakthrough. But what I wanted to share today was one of my earliest breakthroughs. This was actually long before I even decided that I wanted to be a coach I experienced a huge breakthrough, but I want to share that process that I went through to give you an inkling of like, I just want to be real of my story, of my struggle, my struggle, (laughs) and of like what really thought work really means. And sometimes we think thought work is this beautiful thing that we sit down and like, we have a flower and a candle at a journal in our beautiful journal and our our most favorite pen and we write and we come up with some thoughts and then we walk up from that experience renewed and refreshed with our chest held forward and our chin held high. And guys, can I tell you, sometimes my thought work looks the exact opposite of that. So I want to share one of my biggest breakthroughs. I want to share a tool that I used at that time. And also, I want to share how I wrestled with this thought. Like literally, I wrestled with a thought. Have you ever wrestled with a thought? Like really went to go to war with your mind. I want to share this experience and I want to share my process of one of my earlier breakthroughs. It was actually seven years ago. I explain how I know that it was seven years ago later on, but seven years ago, I had this story. And yes, it's about a relationship. I'm sorry that a lot of my experiences has been through relationships, going through anesthesia school and through parenting. 
Those are my stories. Those are my, like that are, those are my breakthroughs. But these stories can be applied to any area of your life. It's just us wrestling and and learning to deal with our thoughts, how we deal about and think about ourselves, right? So once again, long before I even thought of becoming a coach, I had a story and the story was I was taken advantage of by a guy and he took advantage of me. That was my story. Like if you had to talk to me during that time and if I felt you were somebody who I can trust, who can share my story with and you would agree, I would tell you the story and you would go, yeah, mm -hmm." like I got a lot of like feedback, like, yes, that was wrong. And I was totally in victim mode. Somebody had done me wrong, like capital W-R-O-N-G, wrong. I was wronged and he shouldn't have done what he did. Now, it really doesn't matter exactly what he did. What is more important is that I was telling myself this story and I was in so much anger and shame about it. And what I know about anger right now is anger is usually an emotion that is hiding another emotion. And for me, that emotion that it was hiding was shame because I was shameful that at that age, I was in my 40s, late 40s that I was taken advantage of. Like I made that mean that I did something wrong, that I was weak, I was stupid, I was desperate. And I actually had some, you know, feedback from some friends that were like, yeah, why did you let that happen? It was like whispered behind my back, like, yeah, like why did that happen? There was something wrong with me. And so I was angry, I was depressed. This is like literally, guys, I was so depressed after this because of this story that I had and I was so disappointed in myself is that I gained like literally 50 pounds in like three months. I definitely wasn't feeling my feelings. I was stuffing my feelings, right? The opposite of what I teach my clients to do now. But somehow or another, during this time, I found this chick called Byron Katie. Do y'all know her? Have y'all met her? I did. I was so glad that I met her. She's a life coach and she teaches this concept called four questions. And the four questions are, is it true? Like, is it true that he took advantage of me? And then her second question is, I love the way she says it because her, her, the way she says it is, can I absolutely know it was true? In my words, that's like, is it really, really true? No, chick, like, really, is it true? That's, you know, that's like, not only is it true, but really, no, is it really true? Right? That's that second, like, are you sure? Like, is it true? Hers is, is it can you absolutely know that it's true? And on most cases, when we say it that second time, usually we're like, mm, 
I can't absolutely know that it's true. So maybe it's not true. Okay. The third question is, how do I react or what happens when I believe that thought? And this is where the shame came in and the anger came in. When I'm like, when I believe that thought that I was taken advantage of, I felt small. I felt stupid. That's where the anger of how could he, he shouldn't have, that was wrong. And then the shame because this happened to me. Again, I just want to keep it real. Like I'm a life coach, but I'm a life coach who has had a life and will continue to have a life. And I have a human brain. So I just want to share with you how this breakthrough happened. And then the fourth question was, what would you be without that story? And for me, it was like, oh, what would I be without that story? Maybe then I wouldn't like I would show up to dating others in a way that supported more healthy relationship as opposed to like changing how I show up and editing versions of myself because I don't want to be taken advantage of. Again, like looking ahead and like being very protective because I don't want to be taken advantage of, right? Because something's wrong with me because I let myself get taken advantage of. I don't protect myself. That was the story. And it didn't feel good, right? But for me, the breakthrough wasn't in her four questions. The breakthrough is when I did what she labels the turnaround. Now, for you guys that don't follow Byron Katie, like her turnaround is find the evidence that supports the opposite of what it is you believe. So for me, the first one, He didn't, like, if it's the opposite, he took advantage of me. So the opposite of that was he didn't take advantage of me. I'm like, I kind of like, hmm. I was like, what you talking about, Byron? Like, really? He didn't take advantage of me? This is when I started realizing, oh, this is me actively making my brain break. This is when I realized and learned, like, oh, I can, like, challenge my brain and come up with something different. This is the first time I've ever done this, right? Now I'm a pro at it and I'm a pro at doing it for my clients. But this was the first experience with like challenging what I believed was true. Now this first one, it was okay. It was like, okay, he didn't take advantage of me. I'm like, all right. Everything that I gave, I willingly gave under the circumstances that I knew of. So I'm like, I can take, put my big girl back panties on and go like, okay, maybe he didn't take advantage of me because I willingly gave it and had the situation be different. I wouldn't be complaining about uh, anything that I had given him if it hadn't led to a end of the relationship. I might've looked at it a little bit differently. So I was like, okay, Byron, I'll give you that one. But the next two turnarounds, when I say, wrestle with a thought. When I say do your work, these next two turnarounds, literally, I felt a visceral 
reaction to even trying to make my brain think the opposite. It was so visceral. It was primal that I remember saying through clenched teeth, no. Like I remember feeling it and bowling up my fists and tears literally in my eyes. Like it is not true. But remember, the challenge was to find evidence that it was true. And this is when we go to work and we go to war with our mind. This is when thought work stops being that cute little thing with my cute little pen and I have colors and I have highlighted and it's a beautiful thing and I have my candle and I have my tea and I wake up and I scribble and I think about it and I like look up in the sky or look up at the ceiling and I sit back down and I like and I get up all refreshed and like, yes, I did my thought work. No. This one was different because this second and third turnaround for me were game changing. And this wasn't a one session thing. Matter of fact, I remember working through these next two for over a couple of weeks, like literally toiling with the thought and feeling every bit of resistance. And so the first one was, I took advantage of him. Now remember, my thought was he took advantage of me. So the opposite is no, I took advantage of him. Like first, remember the first one was he took advantage of me. He didn't take advantage of me. Okay, I could do with that one. Okay, I put my big girl panties on. I could do with that one. Then the second turnaround was he took advantage of me. I took advantage of him. I was like, wait a minute, Byron. Mm-mm, no, because I was so sold invested in my story that he took advantage of me. How the hell you going to get to, I take advantage of him. Like, how is that even true? I felt that like all over through my body, like that is not right. I feel this way. Sometimes I get this kind of resistance from my clients. Sometimes when I argue for them, for the opposite of what they're doing. And I feel that resistance and I completely understand it. And I have hold so much space for them, meaning nothing is wrong. And I allow them to be right where they are while they process it. And I know it's a journey. And the reason why I know is because of this work that I did seven years ago. And when I started going, I took advantage of him. And I just kept saying, like, really? like that don't even make any sense. Like, I would just like, feel, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this work. This is crazy. But I kept coming back to it. I kept fighting for it. I kept fighting for my freedom. I didn't even know I was going to get freedom on the other side of it, but I kept fighting for it. I kept struggling with it. I kept saying, is it possible? And then I opened up to maybe I was taking advantage of him. How is that true? And guess what I came up with? It was the most freeing thing ever, which was the only reason why he was even able to take advantage of me was because I first wanted to take advantage of him. That blew my fucking mind. Like when I was like, 
when I stopped making advantage mean money exchange, because I was like, oh, I'm taking advantage of him. And when I realized the whole reason why I was willing to offer money to help him get on his feet, get going, was because I had this thought, this secret desire that my ass is tired and I don't want to have to keep working one and overtime and extra shifts and two jobs to make ends meet. And as I get into my 50s, I'm going to be tired and a sister's going to want some help. And he was going to be my help. Now, if you had asked me, was I taking advantage of him? I would have told you, no, I wasn't. But when I really opened myself, wrestled with this now, like y'all, this didn't happen like the first time I looked at this. This took me a while, like literally wrestling with this question every day, like doing the work, writing it down, resisting, picking it up, throwing the book down. This crazy. Like all of it, getting mad at Byron Katie. She don't even know who I am and I'm getting mad at her. Like, cause I'm fighting for it. Do you fight for your thought work? Is it a battle for your mind? Or do you just like, no, that ain't true and then leave it alone? That's not thought work. It's called work, right? It's something that we do that we don't want to do. They have to pay us to do it. That's what work is, right? This is something I didn't want to do. It was the work of managing my mind, but I had to take my mind somewhere that it did not want to go. This wasn't pretty, y'all. This was me going, wait a minute. I took advantage of him and having so much like, oh, not making that mean I was a bad person or anything, but understanding. It was like the doors open to freedom, to realization and acceptance of what I did, where I was, and I understood everything. I had so much clarity when I saw where I was actually taking advantage of him. It was so clear to me. And because it was so clear to me, it gave the experience meaning, which is what coaching does. When you understand why you do what you do, when we can say, I did this because of this, then there's nothing to be afraid of because it had, it had meaning. And I'm like, I understand this. I never had to worry about someone taking advantage of me again because I'm like, I know now that whenever I'm like, you trying to make your load easy, it was never his job to make my load easier. It's never any man's job to make me feel secure. That's my job. And I was outsourcing my job to him. I see that now with such clarity. I saw it then like, oh, if I wasn't trying to get some help with my load, if I was okay knowing that I didn't have the thought work that I have now. So the way I looked at it then, if I said to myself, if I was okay knowing that God was going to have me no matter what, that I didn't need help, then I wouldn't have been willing to do all the things I did to support him. Now, side note, supporting your men, ladies, is never a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. But what I was doing was I was giving support. I was giving out of lack, out of scarcity, 
not out of abundance. Those two are completely different. I was giving to get if I just had to be truthful about it. I was giving to get. That was out of scarcity. It's like, if I give you this, then I know eventually you're going to get on your feet and then you're going to give me something, which is somebody to help me with the load, somebody to walk this path with me, right? There's nothing wrong with me wanting that either, but transferring that security over to him to the point where like, I'm like, I need that and I want this from you. That's how I was actually taking advantage of him. Now, this was big girl panty stuff. This wasn't no thong stuff. This was big girl granny panty work. It's the best work I've ever done to that point. Seeing how I was taking advantage of him opened me up to like remove some of the shame. Like I totally got why I did what I did. I didn't even have to be shameful because it wasn't because I was stupid. It wasn't because I was naive. It wasn't because I was desperate. It was simply because I wanted help and I was tired. I could have compassion on that. Like, yeah, chick, I get it. You've been a single mama with three kids for a long time. I get that you wanted help. I saw that with so much compassion. I stopped beating myself up because of that. Even though my friends, some of my friends still had a narrative that that meant something else. I didn't take on that narrative anymore. Matter of fact, I walked a little bit straighter after I did this work, but I had to be willing to go to the work, to struggle with it, to see where it was right. Like, what is it possible? And so the fourth turnaround, that was the third one, which was how was I taking advantage of him? The fourth turnaround was he took advantage of me. And remember, my thought was, and he shouldn't have. And the fourth turnaround was, and he should have. He was supposed to. Now, that was another one that I was like, I literally said that through closed teeth. And he was supposed to. Like, y'all, I was fighting for this work. I was fighting for it. Because I wanted to understand this. And so I wrestled with this. He should have taken, he should have taken advantage of me. What the heck was Miss Katie talking about? This Byron chick. He should have. I done worked all this time getting my credit right, going to school, getting money in the bank, doing this. And he was supposed to do this? He was supposed supposed to? Oh, that one right there. I felt that all through my bones. You guys, some of you guys have had these experiences and you can totally relate if you can, like really, (laughs) right? Leave me a message. I can relate. I know some of you can. And this is what I opened myself up to. Because he did exactly what he was supposed to do. I got the best lesson that I was supposed to have. I learned so much about my ability to support myself. I decided from that point on that ain't a damn thing wrong with me. 
I decided that if I never, ever date anyone again, I was going to be okay. There was so much richness that came from that. Like, no, the lessons that I learned then, I'm so glad that I learned at 45, as opposed to still trying to learn them at 55 or 65. I was like, oh, I'm so glad I learned this. Like, I just kept telling myself and coming up with all of the lessons that I learned, the reasons why I am so much better because I went through that experience. There is no way you can tell me I was supposed to do anything else other than go through what I went through. There was no way you can tell me that. It was supposed to happen just the way it did. I did the work. I saw it through grit teeth. And then it became my truth. All of them. But it was because of my willingness to wrestle, to go to war, And it was ugly. It was uncomfortable. Y'all, I literally wailed. There were tears in my eyes when I said he should have done it. I was like, no, he shouldn't have. Like, this was work. I'm trying to paint the picture because sometimes I think we think thought work is like, we don't realize like there are some things that we go to work on. Like we work on it, we toil on it, like we concentrate on it, we ask ourselves questions on it and we pick it up and we throw it down. Like I literally threw the book down like, and we pick it back up and we look at it again. That is thought work too. Sometimes it just doesn't come easy, y'all. And sometimes those are the best lessons. When my clients are like resisting, like I don't know what, I am tickled pink because I know on the other side of that resistance is so much freedom. But you have to be willing to do the work to wrestle with your thought. It can take time. We can have patience and you can have compassion for yourself through the process. Even when you're struggling with the thought work. If you have a coach, and they give you something to wrestle with, and you like, mm, I don't want to. She didn't say something. She crazy. Go there. The fact that you have resistance will tell you that that's the part, that's the thing to go to and argue the opposite of it. Even if you find at the end of the argument that you're like, no, I still believe it. Because I still, I allowed myself to believe. Like, you know what? In the end of the day, I get to say, I didn't like what he did and it really was wrong, but I take total ownership of it. He wouldn't have been able to do it had I not also been trying to take advantage of him. And there was nothing wrong with me doing that. I understand now where I was giving my power away and I understood that I was tired and I understood now even more that I was tired because of my story, because I thought I shouldn't have been doing all of this work had I been like, who else was supposed to, I'm perfectly willing and capable to do this. I wouldn't have never had the story of being tired in the first place. I've gone past like using Byron Katie and now I use the model, but this was my first exposure to real thought work and doing the work. And it was like my first real thought work breakthrough. And it was a challenge 
but it was so good. Like it hurt so good. Does your thought work sometimes hurt so good? Like, are there things that you ask of yourself that you like, you crazy? How is that even true? And like, are you managing your mind and making your mind go to work, breaking through barriers, right? That's what we're calling this, breakthrough with brick. Listen, I'm for it all. I love this work. I love working with you guys. This is something you want to do. You want to do it deeper, reach out. But until then, see you guys next week. Maybe I'll have another breakthrough to show you. Another personal experience of another breakthrough I did. Next one will be on my weight. It was... (laughs) It was another amazing one. It was the opposite of like, this next one that I'm going to talk about was more about persistence and curiosity. I can't wait to share that one with you. I'll share that one next week. Until then, talk to you guys later. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, Opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.